Garcia, and I am a senior fisheries and wildlife major. I conducted my research under the guidance of Dennis Ferraro of the School of Natural Resources, and I will be presenting investigating a range expansion associated with anthropogenic alterations in Cobb's Bay tree frog utilizing prey selection parameters. To begin with some background information, amphibians are among the most vulnerable vertebrates to the impacts of climate change due to their morphological and physiological traits. Habitat loss and alteration, along with fire suppression, are also the most serious threats to amphibians. Additionally, some of the consequences of climate change on amphibians include changes in breeding phenology, population declines, decreased immune function, range shifts, including expansions and contractions, morphological changes, and changes in food availability. The study species in my research was the Cope's gray tree frog, or Hyla chrysosceles. And in figure one, you can see an image of Cope's gray tree frog. They are an arboreal insectivorous and nocturnal anurin. They occur in riparian woodlands in the eastern United States. And recently, the distribution in Nebraska has extended west from its original range. I hypothesized that Hyla chrysosceles has expanded from its native range because of climate change and other human activities, and this has initiated changes to their diet. Some reasons why my research is important is, even though the conservation status of Hyla chrysosceles is of least concern, it is still important to study common species because of the important niches they serve in their ecosystems. Also, this study could provide insight into their ecology and the ecology of other similar species. I collected data at Pioneers Park Nature Center, Wagonton Creek Preserve, and Crane Trust Nature and Visitor Center. And in figure five, you can see the locations of my study sites in relation to Nebraska. I aimed for a sample size of 60 frogs, and the capturing methods I utilized were by hand at Pioneers Park Nature Center during nightly visits to breeding forests, and with the use of PVC pipe refugia during the daylight hours at Pioneers Park Nature Center, Wagonton Creek Preserve, and Green Trust Nature and Visitors Center. And in figure two, you can see a photo of the PVC pipe refugia I utilized in my study. Some more of the procedures and analysis in my study were, um, the stomach contents of each tree frog was flushed following a stomach flushing technique, which was gentle and humane for the frogs. The specimens were held for 48 hours and any fecal samples produced were collected. The extracted stomach contents were then analyzed for insect species enrichment, as well as any fecal samples. I would then go on to use ANOVA to determine the relationship between prey selection and range location. In figures three and four, you can see the stomach flushing technique. In figure three, you can see a plastic spatula being used to open the mouth of Hyla chrysosceles. And in figure four, you can see the metal catheter inserted into their stomach, which was then used to inject water flushing out any stomach contents. In figures six and seven, you can see photos of the fecal matter under a microscope. As of now, I have captured 14 halochrysosceles between Pioneers Park Nature Center and Wagonton Creek Preserve, and data collection is ongoing. The stomach flushing technique did not produce any stomach contents, and contrary to a study by Mahan and Johnson 2007 of Hyla versicolor, a morphologically similar species, it was determined that hylochrysosceles feeding was nocturnal. Difficulty in producing stomach contents has also been cited in other frog species. And fecal samples were collected but need to be analyzed for insect species enrichment. In the future, I'd like to increase the sample size to produce a more robust data set. And also I'd like to collect data at Crane Trust Nature and Visitor Center with an increased number of PVC pipe refugia. 
Also, I'd like to collect specimens earlier in the day to improve the stomach flushing success since they are nocturnal feeders and it's thought that digestion occurs one to two hours after feeding. I would also then analyze the fecal matter. I'd like to acknowledge Professor Dennis Ferraro, who served as my faculty mentor over this summer research project. Also, Lincoln Parks and Recreation for allowing me to collect data at Pioneers Park Nature Center. Ron and Judy Parks for allowing me to collect data at Wayne, uh, um, Wagonton Creek Preserve. And Emma Chelsea, a UCARE student who helped me to collect data at Wagonton Creek Preserve. And finally, the, UN, the UNL McNair Scholars Program. Thank you.